0: Hey guys, what's up? It's me. It's your girl, Gracie. Back again for another episode of me screaming in a room while people are outside of the room waiting to, you know, edit their stuff. Uh, Today, I am not in a closet. I am at my college's, like, editing recording bay. So it feels a little bit weird, but it's dead week. If you saw my tweets about what's more dangerous, a pack of killers or students on dead week and you guys were like Ah, students on dead week yeah i'm dying right now i was actually up last night until i think around 5 a.m um i went to the library around 4 and i didn't leave the library till midnight and then after midnight i went to ihop with some of my friends and we did work there until 3 a.m and then i got home at 4 a.m and i just you know couldn't sleep so i'm doing awesome uh i also actually Maybe TMI. I also got super sick earlier, but I was like, I gotta record, I gotta do this. My friends were like, you can hold off one week, and I was like, no, never. Especially because like in two weeks, I'm not gonna talk to you guys for like a while, and that's gonna suck. I'm gonna be sad. Also, my friend Caroline's in the room right now. She is filming me, so that's fun. If you hear any scurry in the background, it is her. I just think I'm just going to jump right into it, because full disclosure, it is 2.19, and I have the class at 2.30. (laughs) My priorities are in sync. Okay. Ah, So, this week, our trigger warnings for this episode is beheading, stabbing, murder, and coffee. Um, There's also a few... The second story we're going to go into today kind of touches on hazing, uh, Greek life hazing and stuff like that. So that's kind of a touchy subject for some people. But the first story has nothing to do with hazing. It's beheading. So let's just jump right into that. Okay, let's do it. So Jin Yang was a 22-year-old Chinese graduate student who arrived at Virginia Tech from Beijing on January 8, 2009. Yang spent her first two weeks in America trying to establish herself on the campus. She reached out to other Chinese students and attended social events with international students, getting in touch with the campus center that worked with helping students adjust, which is an awesome program. I actually don't know if we have one of those programs that <laughs> or I'm gonna bleep that out, my college. At my college, I don't know if we have them here. Um, if we do, that's kind of cool, kind of rad. I feel like that's very helpful, moving the mic. This mic's really weird. It's the same one that I did um, This is the same mic that I used for my, uh, oh, what's-her-face, the first school shooter episode, one where I was like, this mic's weird, this mic's still weird, uh, where was I, oh. Her attempts to establish herself on campus was going well, as she was making a lot of friends that were able to help her adjust to a more good setting to where she was, um, until she met a man named Hai Yang Zhe. Now, I'm not going to pronounce his name right, and I do not mean to offend anyone of Chinese descent, but I have this thing where if I don't respect someone, I don't want to put energy into learning their name. Like that one judge, you know the one, the one that's a sexual assaulter person? Yeah, that guy, fuck him, and fuck this dude. Anyways, so. Yang met the 25-year-old psychopath a week or two before the attack took place, as he was assisting her in adjusting to life at Tech. Together, the two would attend international student functions on campus, and Yang even listed Z as one of her emergency contacts. However, this was theorized to be due to the lack of people she knew at Tech and in the U.S. in general. After meeting, Zha formed an infatuation with Yang, going as far as writing a love letter to her. Um, however, whenever Yang informed Zha that she was in fact engaged, Zha freaked the fuck out. Uh, in writing that Zha released called Will, He said that his heart was broken when he found out a girl who had no romantic interest in him was engaged. He said that the rejection was too cruel and that Yang's fiance was lesser than him education wise and economic wise. He claimed that she should have seen how he was the perfect man for her. So basically he was an incel. Um, I hate incels. So, you know, do with that what you will. Uh, I just, I hate dudes that feel like they're entitled to stuff like that. Like you don't, you can be nice to someone and not fuck them. It's very possible. People do it all the time. It's just, I don't think, I just, I hate, I hate, I hate people who think they deserve things out of people for being nice. It's ridiculous. Okay, I'm not done with the story yet, so. Um, this accumulated on January 21st, 2009, when the two met at a campus coffee shop. Uh, witnesses claimed that the two were seen at the coffee shop together acting very civilly. I... It's not confirmed, but I think that they may have been talking about the letter that Zha sent Yang, uh, just because it kind of makes sense for, like, the time frame. Uh, but during the conversation, Zha lunged at Yang and began to try and cut her head off with a knife that he purchased earlier that day. He was described as having a blank, determined expression as he attacked Yang. As customers ran to call the police, Zha worked decapitating Yang, and by the time police showed up, Zha approached the office holding the young woman's head. Uh, one of the detectives actually showed up. To the scene whenever the police were called said that he walked up to them holding the head and that it wasn't dropped until Zoe was told to put his hands up so that's terrifying can you imagine showing up like you're a police okay okay get my brain you're a police officer you get a call that someone's like attacking someone there's a beheading happening so you and your policeman friends show up you're like what's happening and then a man just walks up to you holding someone's head I feel like that would, like, fuck you up for life. Like, I think the police officers have to deal with a lot of shit. Um, If you look, if you've ever seen a crime photo, then you know, like, don't Google it. If you haven't ever seen a crime photo, do not Google it. It's not worth it. (laughs) Okay, so Montgomery Court General District Judge Geno Williams certified first-degree murder charges against Zuh. Uh, He has now been sentenced to life in jail. Before the trial, he was evaluated by a psychiatrist and was deemed fit for trial. Uh, There are speculations of mental illness, but I am so tired of people using mental illness as an excuse for being, like, terrible people. Like, I say it all the time whenever I'm talking about people who grew up in abusive households, not every single abusive household victim grows up and kills people. Not every single person with a personality disorder kills people. Not every single person that's had a hard life kills people. Like, we need to stop giving these people excuses just because of what they do. Like, I'm writing a... So, I'm a journalism major. We've talked about it before. And one of my last projects for my feature writing class is I'm writing about people who romanticize serial killers. And so I did, I like, I did, like, a big, like, in-depth research about like why they find serial killers attractive like who who they are what about them they find attractive like everything having to do with that and i totally lost my train of thought i was talking about yes so people are like giving these serial killers passes because they think that they were like injustices were done to them and that doesn't make sense to me like some people are even giving the columbine shooters like leeway because they were bullied and because they were depressed and it's like people go through bullying and they go through depression all the time and they don't they don't kill people and we need to stop giving these killers the space to feel like their mental illness is the reason it's okay for them to do this because it's talk like that that opens up more people with mental illnesses to be like oh shit i can do this like that's totally fine it's just it makes me really mad it may be a personal thing but it just makes me angry okay Okay, man, I went through that story fast. Am I rushing? I might be rushing. Whatever, it's dead week. Great be grace. Uh, uh, Okay. Next, the second story of today is Michael Davis, who was a hazing victim. I'm going to try and handle the situation as delicately as I can. I was in a sorority. I didn't, personally, I didn't have a great experience in the sorority. That does not mean that every single sorority is bad this frat did something terrible and they did something wrong this does not mean that every single frat did something wrong like i i just i feel like we need to make that distinction before i start this whole thing do not judge all members of kappa alpha psi for this decision that was made in 94. so now now we're going to do it so I don't know. each time i say so i want to punch myself in the face so, uh Michael Davis was a 25-year-old student that attended Southern Missouri State University in 1994 and was majoring in mass communications slash it was called mass media at the time, but they're like the same thing. He was also an aspiring journalist and worked in the school newspaper, which is awesome. I think you guys know a know a journalist, know a school journalist, so that's fun. <laughs> One of his newspaper colleagues described him as a quiet, wouldn't-hurt-a-fly individual. Edith Davis was his mother and described him as he couldn't kill a spider. That was... I just... I wrote this yesterday and I just realized those are two bug analogies. How did I not... What? Is that a thing? Is that a thing in the 94? In the 94? Is that a thing in 94? People just... Um, um, cool. I'm just gonna move on. He soon began to rush the fraternity... uh, Kappa Alpha Psi, which is a multicultural fraternity, and whenever he began rushing, his his friend in the newspaper named Tamara Buck noticed that he began to miss classes, but she did just assume that this was just due to fun frat things happening, uh, so she did just blow it off. There's a certain part about fraternity pledging, I only know this because of past experiences, but the... <laughs> You're good. <Cool. laughs> I only know about frats a little bit um but I do know that the pledging process whenever you start to rush a frat you have to go through like certain kind of levels of initiation just so they know that you're like dedicated to whatever the fuck uh it's not always safe but it's also they're not always hazing people like this frat did but it's just this kind of like series of each event kind of gets harder and worse So they can test your brotherhood and your camaraderie and you're supposed to hang out with your bros and it's just, it's a big dick contest. It's really fun. Um, So as the pledging kind of further went on, things took a turn for the worse. During a part of the initiation ritual for Kappa Alpha Psi, Davis was beaten with a paddle, body slammed into the ground and was also kicked in the chest. All at one of the initiation events. Uh, and after the event, he did lose consciousness, and he began to cough up blood, but instead of seeking magical attention, the fraternity brothers sent him back to his apartment to sleep it off, which you never do. You never do that. If you are ever coughing up blood, you go to the hospital immediately. Like, he, it just, it doesn't make any sense. I know there's, like, that weird, like, brotherhood camaraderie thing, like, you're trying to, like, preserve the fraternity or whatever the fuck, but, like, that's just unsafe, it's unsafe, it's irresponsible, and the, if they had gotten him help, he wouldn't have died, like, that's the end of it, if they would have helped him, if they would have given him, like, the ability to go to the hospital, like, this is, this is super different, but there was actually, I like, hold on, so, back up, I like this one show called Untold Stories of the ER, There was one person on there who was in a frat and he got super duper drunk and like a pair of antlers fell on his head and they had to go to the hospital, but they like were trying to be sneaky about it because the older frat brothers didn't want them to go to the hospital. Like, like that's not okay. I feel like there's a difference between showing your allegiance and rushing something and, you know, almost dying or in this case, actually dying. It's just, it's unfair for frat members and it's stuff like this that does put frats in a bad light. I don't know why I'm monologuing in the middle of this. I'm not even done. Man. So, how long am I recording? Just 15 minutes. Wow. Um, blah, 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 blah. So, uh, I need to burp again. Ugh. I had take a chicken. <laughs> 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 it's making me burp. Okay, Um, so 15 hours after being sent back to his room, the members sent a pledge member to check on Davis, who uh, found that Davis had stopped breathing. After calling 911, he was pronounced dead at St. Francis Medical Center 17 hours after the hazing took place on February fifteenth, nineteen 1994. An autopsy revealed that Davis had fractured ribs, a torn right lung and liver, and hemorrhaging up and down his spine. Now, over 25 years later, the... Southern Estate, Southern Estate, the Southern Estate University, you know, that one. Uh, Southern Missouri State University uh, actually does its best to educate both frats and sororities on the dangers of both mental and physical hazing. They also established a Michael Davis Lecture in 1997 in memory of Davis as a part of school's Black History Month activities, Uh, and now still uh, Kappa Alpha Psi is not represented in the plaza, which is like I don't know. I was I was gonna Google this and then I forgot. I think it's like their Greek area, like, or maybe like they're not allowed to like picket. Not picket. Whoa, picketing's different. They're not allowed to like table. That's what it's called. I had to I had to touch the table to remember it. Uh, but they're not allowed to do that, which is it makes sense. And I just I feel like both of these stories kind of like it's hard to like find one common factor. Uh, between the two besides their students but I think the most important thing to take out of all of this is to just fucking watch out for each other man I feel like college is that really dangerous in between stage where you're trying to recover from high school and you're also trying to get ready for adult life but people don't really give you the respect that you need so whenever you're like hey like this isn't okay you're kind of ignored Like, I doubt there was any time that Michael Davis wasn't like, hey, this is weird. I doubt there was any time that Yang was like, hey, that Z guy is kind of freaking me out a little bit. Like, we just need to listen to each other and we need to protect each other. Because right now, especially, the world is fucking terrifying. Like, I believe this month alone, there's been like, I think it's like a 50% spike in like sex trafficking in like my area. yeah. (laughs) Yeah, uh, my friend Laura has been sending me a bunch of things about it. Yeah, so it's been bad, but it's things like that, like, we just need to protect each other. We need to be, like, watching out for each other. That's the only way that we, as humans, can survive this shit. Because, like, everything's scary, and scary things are scary. But sometimes you just really need to have people around you that you can trust and that are here to help you and that are here to love you through all the stress you're going through but I guess man I did that really quick I'm kind of impressed I think it's because I really y'all oh my god y'all okay so it's dead week I already talked about what I did and like traveling stuff not traveling whoa and studying and stuff but like I'm so tired I'm so stressed out listen to how crazy my week has been so far so It was Thanksgiving last week, woohoo. On Saturday night, I was like, hey, I want to drive back to my school because I live four hours away. And I was like, I don't want to do that drive tomorrow. Especially on Sunday because I was like it's gonna be really traffic heavy, it's gonna be sucky. So I drove back to my dorm and it was closed. I wasn't allowed inside the dorm. It was gonna be closed till the next morning. So I like had a total freak out, called my parents they got me a hotel room for the night in town. So I went to the hotel room. I was like having such like, I think it was because I had to drive so long and I was so upset. And then none of my friends were in town whenever they said they were going to be in town. So I was even more stressed out about that. and I was really upset about that. I just went and saw Frozen 2 by myself at like 10 o'clock at night. And it was a great movie. Like I was, I cried, I cried the whole time for other reasons, but it was also just such like, it was wholesome. It was nice. It was like a warm hug for a movie that I really did need. But then after that, um, like, I guess it was like from like, from, so from Saturday night, probably till around yesterday, I've been having problems with my breathing. And I think it may have been from like stress or like from anxiety or something. Uh, but like, I was going to go to like the clinic. Like, I just, I couldn't take deep breaths. It kind of felt like there was like a rock sitting in the middle of my chest uh, so I like it feels better now because I took medication. But like it was bad. Like I was very convinced I was going to die. I did not. Yet we'll see. By the time this episode goes up, who knows? Who's who's to say? I hit my glasses. But oh right now I now I do the thing. What's a good thing happening? Um. Okay, good thing happening this week. So, a good thing that happened that's happening right now. Uh, Oh, actually, a good thing happening right now is I'm only living in my dorm for the next nine days, which is very exciting. I'm actually moving into my house. Well, I'm not moving into my house till next year, but I am moving out of the dorm and I'm very excited about it. Uh, It's like it's hard to talk about things that are bad about living in a dorm unless you've lived in a dorm yourself. Like, if you haven't ever been in a dorm, then you don't know why I'm freaking out about moving out. But if you've lived in a dorm before, then you, like, you know it can be kind of sucky. Especially because it's dead week and the people living right next to my wall and the people living above me have decided to have little dance parties at 3 a.m. Which, you know, I don't mind. It's great. I love listening to Justin Bieber really loudly at 3 a.m. Whenever I'm trying to sleep right before a test or right before, you know, products I have to get done. But, hey, hey. I'm thriving. Have I been clipping this entire episode? I'll fix it in post. I feel like this is a really short episode. I do... Okay, listen. So, <laughs> typically I like to do 40-minute episodes. Especially now that I'm having two different stories. This week and next week are going to be hard for me to do longer episodes. Because this week is dead week. Next week is finals week. However, I already have... I've already started doing research for my... "Quote unquote" season finale, uh, which like I am so excited about. It's it's so n- the next two episodes are going to be featuring Christmas murders, which are always fun, and I am just really excited for those. But it's hard for me to do all this work right now because I'm I'm doing school things. I'm trying to pass all my finals. I have a bunch of papers I have to get done. Last night I wrote three papers. I was dying. I have to edit a bunch of work I've been doing over the semester so I can make a portfolio. I have to study for history because I hate history and I'm so bad at remembering dates. But, like, I have to do this stuff. And next weekend, I'm going to try and record my, uh, not next weekend. This weekend, I'm going to try and record my little, like, uh, finals one just so I don't have to worry about it so I can, you know, study. But I'm not sure yet. I'm going to try and not push it off because my last final's on Wednesday. So, technically, I could drive home Thursday, record it that night, and then post it on Friday, but I don't know, I like, I like consistency, I like posting my stuff on Thursdays, I like posting every single Thursday, that's why I got so upset whenever I missed those, like, two episodes because of my friggin' throat, which, fun fact, I haven't ever d- explained it, it turns out I actually had tonsillitis, like, it was being aggravated by, like, the weather, because I live in, like, I don't know, weather heavy area. Oh, but it was super annoying, but I'm on medication now, so. Fucking mint. Uh, damn, yeah, I guess that's it. <sighs> now I'm just stalling because I don't want to go to my class. uh, school's hard. If you're out of school, you're lucky. If you're in school, let's die together. I hope you're listening to this whenever you're not studying. Should you be studying right now? Yeah, I'm talking to you. Do you have study work to do? If you do, then you shouldn't be listening to this podcast. You should go study, because we have finals. You can listen to this podcast once you're done with finals, and then you can listen to the next two episodes, and then you can go back and re-listen to all the other episodes. Please and thank you. I think that's it for today's episode. I think that's it for my dead week fantastical episode. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed the, the stories for this week. Again, they were short. So will next week's be. So will next week's be? Oof. So, yeah, I'm not I'm going to move on. I'm not going to re it. But I'm going to try and, like, I'm hoping that even though it is short, I can make this interesting for y'all. And I can make y'all, you know, want to listen to this. Because I got to be real with you guys. I'm worried about, like, my next quote-unquote season. Like, well, I'm not worried. Like, I'm excited about it. But I want to know what y'all think. So, I talked about it in the last episode. So, go to my Twitter at UpAtNightCast follow me and then let me know if you're cool with me talking about cryptids and ghosts and ghouls and aliens because i love them and i really want to talk about it as well as true crime because i you know it's what i it's what i do this is this is all that i want to do with my life now but anyways so yeah follow my twitter up at night cast uh Send me, send me funny tweets, send me, f- send me true crime stories, send me, um, memes. Oh, ooh, if you ever have any good true crime memes, please send them to me. I like to put them on my Tinder account, just so people really understand who I am as a person. But, yeah. Yeah, okay, I guess that's it. Alright. I will. Yep, 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 yep. Thank you for listening to this 15th question mark episode of Up at Night. And I will, oh, wait, hold on before I say my final thing, go study if you have final sex week. Okay. And I will talk to you the next time that I can't sleep. Bye guys. Boop.